The Lord provided everything we need for a healthy life right here in this world. But dark forces have been at work for thousands of years, right up to the present day, standardized medicine, to keep us from these natural sources. Well, the COVID scam has opened the door to a repudiation of the toxic pharmaceutical world of allopathic medicine and a return to our natural health sources. And I want to lead this charge. This is the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, and you're about to enter Truth in Medicine. Well, back in the late 60s, a pioneering physician dared to treat his cancer patients with a revolutionary treatment that included the use of literal along with a strict protocol of diet, exercise, and vitamins. It was powerful over orthodox cancer treatments. Dr. John Richardson's success with this treatment was documented in Literal Case History, the Richardson Cancer Clinic Experience. Recently, I had the honor and the pleasure of meeting Dr. Richardson's son, John Richardson, named after his great father, of course, an American patriot himself and natural health advocate. John wants the world to know about his father's great work, the benefit of the Richardson Protocol, and how you can learn more. And John joins me now. John, thanks so much for being here today with me. I'm really happy to have you on the show. Oh, it's fantastic to be here. I, you, I think of you as a hero. You are a pioneer, and your, your uh, audience knows that, and you're a truth teller. And, and anytime I can get this message out through a truth teller, I'm very, very happy. Yeah, really excited about this. I have to tell you, I, I, I'm going to ask you to take us through a little bit of your dad's history because it wasn't all rosy. And I'm old enough to, to remember the stories about the um, Laetrile and B17 and how nobody, you know, I was very interested in the, the alternatives to allopathic medicine when I was a teenager and how no one could talk about it. And we heard these horrific stories. So take us a little bit from the beginning uh, how did your father just come upon this? He was a physician. How did he, it was definitely divine intervention. So take us from the beginning. Well, the beginning uh, it can be very far back because my dad was a very uh, intelligent young man. I got a, 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 into medical school at University of Rochester Medical School and studied all about the human body and studied about uh, all the drugs that the drug companies wanted him to use on the human body. And in hindsight, he said he got about a week's worth of education in nutritional therapy. So he had to learn all of that that he had in his own practice. And in the early 70s, uh, he uh, had a friend named Dr. Ernst Krebs Jr. who was studying Laetrile in the uh, prevention and treatment of the C word. Oh, a scary word that we can't say on YouTube, uh, any kind of natural treatments. And he was, uh, he, had, he had discovered that that laetrile in societies that are out there uh, in the world that, that eat a lot of nitrocytes don't get cancer. So the uh, Alaskan Inuits or the Hunzas above Turkey who eat 200 apricot seeds a day that have 20 wow. milligrams of mingolin in every seed, those people did not get cancer. And so my dad thought, well, I have a cat that's been diagnosed with cancer. They said it's going to die in the next you know, six weeks if I don't spend $2,000, which 
in the early 70s, let me tell you, $2,000 was a lot of money for a cat. So my dad decided I'm going to try it on our family cat. And it wiped out the pet's cancer. Holy cow. Uh, John, I just want to ask you a question about your dad's uh, first experience. He started to tell other doctors, hey, guess what I found out when I did this with my cat? What were the responses? Did he ever tell you? Uh, He told me that uh, doctors, some were incredulous. Some thought it was a hoax. Uh, Some thought it was, uh, you know, a hokey story. Uh, But soon my dad moved it. The first patient he ever used Laetrile on was his nurse's sister who had stage four cancer. And so she was willing to try anything. She had been sent home to die. Like like 90% of the patients my dad uh, saw were sent home to die. He didn't get people fresh. He didn't get anybody that just was diagnosed with cancer and now he had to be treated in the beginning. Sure. So this, uh, his nurse's uh, uh, sister was cured of cancer. And again, that's a horrible word we can't say. And my dad even did say that there really is no cure for cancer. I want that to be understood by your audience because it's just like thirst. If you drink water to quench your thirst, it's not cured. The next day, you're going to need to drink more water. So B17 is a vitamin that we've wiped out of our diet that we need to bring back into our diet. And that's my mission. Did you okay. ask about my father? Yeah, so- you mentioned amygdalin. I want you to help the audience understand, is that the active ingredient in, and, and, and by the way, when we're talking about the B17 in the apricot seeds, I want people to understand, there's an apricot pit that you eat your fruit down to, right? John's going to show, show the people. This and then, the and then when you open the, the pit, okay, I don't want people confused. When you open the pit, you get a seed and it looks like a fat almond. Let's not call it an almond. Let's be clear. So thank you, John, for holding that up. You should also have an apricot pit. We can show <laughs> because that's okay. That's okay. People understand an apricot pit. They eat the fruit. And then if you split that fruit, that pit open, there you go. That's the pit. The pit. And inside. inside the pit are these little fat squatty. They're a little bit, they're just a little wider than an almond. Anyway, and I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I want the, the audience to follow with you. So the um, now let's go back to what's in the seed. We call that the seed that was inside the pit. Amygdalin is the B17. What, where is amygdalin and B17? What's the difference? It is a little confusing, but let me make sure the audience understands this very clearly. Amygdalin was found in pharmacopias at the turn of the century. Amygdalin's been a compound that has been, it's God created it. It's been around for thousands of years. I mean, as long as we've been on the earth, it's in 1200 different foods that you can categorize. And let me give you an example of some of those. Lima beans, millet, barley, sorghum molasses, apple seeds, peach seeds, apricot seeds, even the little tiny seeds on the side of strawberries all have amygdalin in it. It's, it's found in 1200 different foods. The problem is that when you cook a, a um, water soluble vitamin like vitamin C or, or vitamin B17 for 350 degrees for 15 minutes, it destroys it. The molecules vibrate so much that they just break apart. Sure. And it becomes, that's why they tell you uh, cook your vegetables lightly because you ruin all the vitamins. So it's the same thing with B17. But but the confusing part is, where did Laetrile come from? Well, uh, Krebs in the uh, late 60s tried to patent 
uh, Laetrile as the purified version of amygdala. They tried to change a little bit of the chemical, uh, uh, you know, information about uh, amygdala. And I'm I'm telling you, after 30, 40 years, it's basically the same. So in my world, Laetrile is purified amygdala. So if you are eating amygdala in your apricot seed, we call it. You can get it laboratory tested at any lab, and they'll find out that there's 20 milligrams of amygdala in an apricot seed. There's about three milligrams of amygdala in an apple seed. There's about one milligram in a peach seed. So why? that's why we use apricot seeds. They're the most bitter. California has the highest concentration of, lit, of amygdala in it, but that's why we use apricot seeds. If it was cherry seeds, because they, you know, or if it was avocado seeds, we'd probably sell bags of avocado seeds. But it just happens to be that God put the most amygdala in the apricot seed. So I bet, but I want people to understand that you can eat 1,200 different foods like they used to do at the turn of century, and you would wipe out your cancer that way as well. Again, okay. I have to understand it's not, it's not like a magic, uh, you know, something I've created. It's found in nature. You don't sure. need me. But sure. I still um, so it's it's not, it doesn't matter where the apricots are grown geographically. They're just genetically programmed by God uh, to, to, to concentrate B17. Would that be a fair statement? That's a very fair statement. Okay. I want, when cats or dogs go out and eat the grass, have you ever seen that when they're sick? They eat grass and they, that has high nitrilicides. It's a natural way for them to get the same thing that's in apricot seeds. Yeah. Pets, some just eat the seed raw, even though they're very bitter. So yes, that what you just said is true. Chinese seeds have maybe five or six milligrams of, B7, or of amygdala. Turkish seeds have maybe eight or nine grams. I California, see. California seeds happen to have the highest, and that's what I concentrate on. I have, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody, if you're eating Turkish seeds, you're doing something wrong. I just know where these come from from start to finish. So if you're, if you're buying from someone you trust in this world, as Mike Adams from Natural News will tell you, it's, it's not necessarily what is labeled. It's something it's, you got to trust the person you're getting it from. And I know where our apricot seeds come from the farms all the way through the, the drying facility, the cracking facility, even bagging them in our facility. So okay. that's, that's why I, I suggest, you know, California apricot seeds. Okay. A couple of questions on follow-up uh, because I'm, I'm very interested in this uh, personally and for my family and for the society in general, uh, as I said in the opening statement, God really provided everything that we need. Uh, and for thousands of years, even from ancient times, we've been distracted away, coerced away, threatened away from these natural things. How concerned are you, given all the information? Uh, I was saying I have a personal interest because I'm a three-time cancer survivor, and I unfortunately years ago put myself at the hands of the allopathic treatments. And I'm, I'm um, you know, I, I've been, I've had seven surgeries, I've had chemo and the whole bit. And there are unseen repercussions that I deal with every day. I don't want the future generations to go through it. So that's my personal thing. But my question is, I, um, I'm, I'm sure you're very close to the sourcing, but how concerned are you that this scumbag, Bill Gates, who's actually bought up lots of farmland all over the country, dropping genetically modified mosquitoes, <clears throat> trying to create <coughs> excuse me, genetically modified produce that he's not going to, or his cabal or minions aren't going to damage your any California. I mean, it's a liberal state. They'll take money. I mean, how, how do we, I know you're going to be on it, but how are you going to prevent that? Well, I, I, that, I don't concentrate a lot about Bill Gates and I, I'm one of those people that's been involved. Uh, Dr. Jane, 
I've been involved with this, what you call the truth or patriot movement since the day I was born. My dad made me a life member of the John Birch Society. And uh, Robert Welch, who formed the John Birch Society, was at my house as a kid. G. Edward Griffin wrote part of his book, Creature from Jekyll Island, at my our family ranch in Northern California. So I've known about all this stuff. I know what they do. And I try to tell everybody, I don't let their fear mongering and the fear affect me as much as maybe I should. But I just try to know where the sources. I deal with handshakes with farmers that were getting the and the, the guys that have owned the factories that that uh, that produce the apricot pits. Because where we get them from is the factories that take the fruit off, and we get the pit that they used to throw away, or in some places they throw away. So that's where we get it. And so there is no genetically modified apricots at all in the world. Uh, they've just never done it. They've never found the necessity to do it. They do it for things like corn and wheat and things like that that you could stay away from. But as far as apricots are concerned and peaches, there's no, that I know of no case of genetically modified. So that's okay. a concern, but yeah, I, will I, mean, my word. It's, I will give my word when yeah. I test it. Okay, because it's not it's not fear mongering or you know undue anxiety. We have evidence, of course, that that Gates and companies that he has formed, many hundreds of companies and people in front, uh, that have created things like APL, the toxic. You can't t you can't wash it off the fruit. You can't cut it off the skin. It's, it goes in um, for these fruits, and we we don't we're trying to track where they go. So it is a legitimate concern. But I understand what you're saying. These are smaller firms. They're not factory, industrial, you know, complex, you know, kind of things. And you're able. You have long-term relationships that your father laid the groundwork for. So I'm happy to hear that. And and wasn't challenging you on that. Just wanted because people are going to say, well, why didn't you ask him, Dr. Jane? You know, we're concerned. So I'm happy with it. Um, the the uh, John Birch Society, by the way, used to get a bad name as like a far right wing, like a fascist thing. And we now know that those were smears to get people to go, oh, I'm not going over there. I'm not going to read their books. So just want to throw a little plug in on that. Um, John, you have a, you know, a couple of great pictures of your dad, who is really the founder and who's you know, just kind of maybe God divinely inspired him to, to bring this to the to the attention of the world. Tell us about, now you got a beautiful portrait first. Let's show your dad. You got to scooch over and show people. That's that's Dr. John Richardson. I'll tell you, a pioneer, a hero. Um, and then tell us a story about his run for Congress in the, in the picture next next to you, John Richardson for Congress. Back in the, uh, the late 60s, uh, early 70s, my dad uh, decided to run for Congress to make a difference. And he, we live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and everybody knows how conservative the San Francisco Bay Area is, but he ran as a, as a physician uh, and his, his slogan was for God, family and country. And let me tell you, even back then in the Bay Area, that caused him to be, you know, uh, controversial. And he almost won the first time he, he ran. He was lost by a thousand or so votes for Congress. And then he ran again and they thought the vote counting. We, I remember going to a, a hotel, a famous hotel in Berkeley with my dad in the early uh, or the, the, the late 60s, early 70s, and he lost by a couple hundred votes. And they had they were talking about doing a recount and all that kind of stuff. He did not win, but he should have. But my dad never uh, gave up the fight. And Pat Griffin, who was G. Edward Griffin's wife, who's still alive today, they're both in their 90s, who wrote the dad's book with him. This is them on the inside cover. She she did all the hard work, my dad would say. He, he, he got, came up with the ideas and she did the hard work. That's her. She, uh, she said that one time she asked my father, uh, John, why don't you stop? You know, this is 
too much, it's too hard, and you're affecting your family, it's affecting your life. And my dad said, a little bit tearfully, and Pat gets teary-eyed every time she tells a story, I could not call myself a Christian man if I didn't keep telling the story. If I gave up, I could not call myself a Christian man. So my dad gave his life, and he died at the young age of 63, mm. uh, unfortunately, fighting this battle. And I have to tell a story, if I have time, about the time they raided his practice. Remember, my dad was curing thousands of people, literally thousands of people. His practice was just swarming with people. Wow. And my, he kept saying he, he had spontaneous remission. And my dad, one of his funny quotes he would laugh about is, I have the highest rate of spontaneous remission <laughs> in the history of medicine. And that's, that's, he said that, but people were having all sorts of results. And just during a 30-day period, this was a 60-day period when he went to court, they sued him four times. This is letters from his patients that were written over a 60-day period. I've recently got wow. this. I'm having letters transcribed so I can share them with the world. Just, he, wow. he was having so much success. Guess what his reward was? They raided his office with, uh, with you know, uh, automatic rifles, arrested all of his nurses, arrested him, kicked out all of his patients. But on the gurney inside his practice was a seven-year-old girl who was sent home to die and was coming to my dad's office for her second laetrile treatment. And she was the only one left. He hadn't been handcuffed and taken away. He, he asked if he could dress her wounds. He thought he should give her a, a course of laetrile, but he couldn't in front of him because they were arresting him for, for treating people with this quack medicine called laetrile. So he didn't treat her. And he, he just bandaged her up and sent her home. And even the FDA agent that was there kind of got queasy to her stomach looking at her leg. So she went home. He went to jail. He spent the next six or seven. They took all his papers and everything. Spent the next six or seven days fighting back to try to get back in, go back into his practice. And he found out that the little girl had passed away. And that's when my dad said that, that he would give his life for this mission to, to tell the world about this, to, to take these horrible human beings who had done this he may not have been at his saver. He, he, he even says in his book, I, I can't guarantee I was going to be able to save this little girl who was sent home to die, but I know she would have had a better chance and a better ending to her life because he saw, without a doubt, 100% of the patients, even if they were stage five, would get pain relief and have a better ending to their life. They would have less the smell of, of, of dying flesh and, and, mm. and their appetite would come back and their energy would come back in almost 100% of the cases, even if they weren't cured because they were so far gone, that's when my dad would get them. But anyway, I had to tell that story, which is poignant. No, it's an uh, important so story. It's a very yeah. important story, John, and it paints the picture for us more clearly of what your dad went through. Can you just tell us, uh, how did he pass away at such a young age, 63? He, uh, he had open heart surgery. He was born with a heart problem, and he, he, he learned how to hide it. Uh, he told me he learned how to breathe properly so they couldn't stop him. He played three different sports in college, hockey, basketball and football he was one of the first people to wear a face mask uh, back in football because he kept breaking his nose he was in the honor society he was a scholar uh, athlete and he he basically had a heart murmur that had a problem he even got into when the, when they dropped the bombs at hiroshima he went into he signed up immediately to be a marine corps second lieutenant in, in the 1940s so that was what uh, his heart enlarged in so much through all this stress because his valves were leaking that he had to have open heart surgery and he had a, um, a mechanical valve, or I think originally mm. it was a pig valve, excuse me, it was a pig okay. valve put in. Okay. Another, 
that was in his uh, <clears throat> mid fifties, five another six or seven years. And then he went in for open heart surgery to put a pig valve in. The, the surgery was a success as they say, but the first time doctor that ran the heart blood machine in my dad's surgery at Houston, Texas, Dr. DeBakey's uh, yeah. you know, helper did, did, air to get his blood. And he had a coma, he had a, a massive uh, brain oh injury. Oh my gosh. Died. So, you know, you don't think he was murdered indirectly, do you? Well, most people, when I tell that story, say he was. Um, I mean, yeah. the timing and, you know, okay, John, we're going to take a quick break. Um, you're going to stay on for our next session. I, I, I hope people don't miss this because we're going to talk about this. This is Laetril Works and John's going to talk more about it, how you can learn more uh, and make some great decisions for yourself. I'll be right back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. My towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Hi everyone, Dr. Jane Ruby here. Many of you know that I promote products that I believe in and have vetted, but I also promote products that I use myself. I want to introduce you to Cardio Miracle, the world's best nitric oxide supplement. I'm getting reports from not only the general public, but from experts like Dr. Kevin Stillwagon, a frequent guest on the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. He's a treating doctor and experienced commercial airline captain, and he's reporting that Cardio Miracle is making a difference in reducing the symptoms in the jabbed, protecting people from the effects of the microclotting caused by spike proteins. It's delicious, and I mix the scoop, one scoop, in eight ounces of water twice a day. For those of you who've taken the jab and are concerned about your cardiac and circulatory health, my conversations with Dr. Kevin Stillwagon and Josh Oder from U.S. Freedom Flyers in an upcoming interview on the Dr. Jane Ruby Show will show you them describing the benefits and the reports they're getting. So check it out at mypowerheart.com. Learn more and try it for yourself. That's Cardio Miracle at mypowerheart.com. Com. Enjoy. This is my father, one of my favorite photos. This is my father, Dr. Richardson, on your right, or your left, I should say, and G. Edward Griffin back when they were both younger than me. So my dad, on a fishing trip to Oregon during this time, took his good friend, G. Edward Griffin, who you know from writing Creature from Jekyll Island, he wrote this book. Look at the dates on this. 1974 to 2024. That's next year, 50 years that this book has been out there. And I could, I, I'm not going to ask you to raise hands, but I'm sure only 10% of you have ever heard of this. 
So, but in honor of this book's 50th anniversary next year, we've launched a global campaign called Operation World Without Cancer. Can you fathom that? How many of you can fathom a world without cancer? It's possible. G. Edward Griffin wrote about it, and he said in 50% of the book that the reason we're not going to find out about it in our lifetime or likely is because there's no profit in it. The medical establishment, all the establishment, there has to be profit for anything to come out. Something natural, you can get it in, your, in 1,200 different foods. What is Operation World Without Cancer? It's a global marketing campaign to create widespread understanding of the health benefits of vitamin B17 with the ultimate goal of making cancer as rare as scurvy by the year 2030. I want to move that up, okay? I'm telling you this information will change your life. Well, welcome back to the second segment of the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. Tonight, I'm excited to be here with John Richardson. What you just witnessed was a clip from John's presentation uh, at the recent Reawaken America Tour by General Flynn and Clay Clark uh, at the Miami Trump Durrell. Well, that's full disclosure. That's where John and I met, and I was able to learn so much. Uh, John, that clip uh, with your dad, favorite picture of yours, and G. Edward Griffin, uh, what was your like? What was your message in in showing that? In addition to just the two great men, you know, as part and their partnership, their lifelong partnership. Talk about that clip. Well, my mission uh, is that the book uh, "World Without Cancer" uh, was written in 1974. Hmm. Dr. Ruby, believe it or not, we had the answer to cancer in 1974, but they did such a good job demonizing it that only this recent uh, COVID garbage woke people up to the fact that they're not, they don't have our best interest at heart. So I was showing that next year is gonna be the 50th year anniversary of this book where we, we know the answer. We know the answer. They don't want us to know the answer. They demonize it. They, they kill doctors. They, or in the past they have, they've taken away their practice. They've arrested people t talking about a cure for the C word. Sure. But the fact is, next year is the 50th year anniversary. So I was trying to let people know Ed Griffin is still alive. And, and most people know him for writing the book in the 90s called Creature from Jekyll Island. I have it back here in the back as well. Here's sure. The book he wrote. Take this a look at that. Was, yeah. I remember that. Now, John, are both of the, the G. Edward Griffin books still available? Yes. Okay. They, uh, haven't, they haven't squashed it. Okay. And um, let's go to your dad's book. Uh, I want you to show that one more time. Now, the Laetrile Case Histories, is this, I know you're going to be bringing it out, I don't know, in a new edition, or you're bringing it out, is it available now anywhere to purchase it yet? It's, it will be available in December on our website. Okay. It'll probably take orders in November. It's being printed uh, you know, as we speak. It was a very difficult thing because the publisher that had it lost all the uh, the data through a, through a takeover between his brother. It was probably another political thing where they were trying to squash information. I have, I, I just, it's a sidebar here, but I have wads of information and letters and studies about Laetrile and information that is not available on the internet. I've only got, come a hold of this. I've been doing this 30 years. I've only gotten this in the last couple of years. And in some places it only exists in my hands, but I'm trying to get it to doctors and health practitioners and you know uh, people just lay people that are want to spread the story because the more i spread the story yeah great people like um, you the less risk i have i'm going to caution you when you say i'm going to get this information to doctors maybe naturopaths maybe 
very few doctor medical doctors in the allopathic system will accept you. In fact, they're getting way too compensated by insurance companies, the cabal, the hospital, the industrial military complex. So be very careful. We want you around for a long time, and we want the information in many different places. Uh, but I wouldn't rely on medical doctors. They're murderers in this world. They were the primary pushers of the C-19 shots. So I want people, let's talk about the website. Before we do that, let me, we're going to have plenty of time to do that. When I met you... And I heard the story and your information and learned a lot in a very short time over the weekend. Uh, I want people to know they can get the information and discern for themselves. I've always encouraged my audience. There's a fantastic pamphlet from the Richardson Nutrition Center that you run. Uh, it's got, um, you can get the concentrated form. It's got the seeds or you can get the seeds ground up. I uh, take them. Uh, these are the apricot seeds that you, you guys sell. I think it's important. People ask me all the time, Dr. Jane, you know, what can I do? Natural health. Where do we go? What do we do? Well, I'm showing you and you can go to their website. We're going to talk about the website in a minute. I believe it is, John, correct me, www.rncstore.com, correct? Uh, promo code Ruby gets them a discount. Absolutely, and it helps us uh, track uh, the, the things that come on from your show and also support your show as well. And I like to be transparent about that. 100%. like to use Patriot methods to get the word out. If I was selling you know, basketball shoes or you know, uh, uh, plastic bottles that made your life easier, that you know, might be something. But we're, we're telling people about something that, that we believe is going to wipe out cancer in our generation. So the more we can support each other, the more we can get this word out. If we don't have income from doing this, our message dies very quickly. We all know that. And so I want anybody watching the show or anybody I talk to understand that we have to fight our battle on our side. They have trillions on their side to lie to you Correct. constantly on every channel there is. We have to fight you know, one person at a time, 25 cents a day for to, to eat apricot seeds in a bag of two pound bag. It's, it's less than 25 cents a day. And if I'm right, and if G. Edward Griffin, that's what you asked me before, if G. Edward Griffin was right in writing this book and you believe he's a truth teller and you can read this book, 50% is how it works and 50% is why we'll never know about it under the current system. Because if the big monopolies can't make a ton of money, you'll never know about it. There's so many natural That's right. God. And you're right, John. And I, and I want to expand on that just a little bit. People need to understand that you take something natural like this Pharma companies will try to squash it, but what they'll do is they'll try to bastardize it. They'll turn it, you cannot patent a natural substance. So they will try to take it, you know, change the, something around, maybe genetically modify it and then say, oh no, we have something better. We're going to give you than what John Richardson has or what, you know, anybody else that is, is you know, um, getting this to the public has uh, because they then they can put a label on it. Remember, if people who get aggravated with, you know, Dr. Jane, why are you just selling something? You know something, it's either this like you just said, John, so perfectly, we're trying to get this out and we have to use every resource we can. Or you can go watch Fox News, get a you know fake news and have Pfizer pay for it and then it's free and you can just buy your Pfizer products. So guys, you know, you know, get real about it. So anyway, John, let me bring Pfizer, you- Pfizer will pay, pay your medical bills. Uh, well, I mean, excuse me, when you're a, a student at, at medical school, they'll pay for your lunch money and they'll give you book money. And they don't, they're, they're very open about the fact that they're supporting doctors so what are those doctors going to prescribe? Listen to the doctor. And so you, you made, made a comment. I just, I hate to do a go back. Go back. You said medical doctors don't. There is 
the medical doctors don't tell the truth. They are, they're breaking out. I'm telling you, Dr. Jane Ruby. They're breaking these out? Medical doctors, I have friends that are breaking out of the, the system. Dr. Uh, uh, Simone Gold and all the people working for Gold Healthcare, I don't know how well you know them, but they're all breaking out of it. And they actually have a whole department getting people off of pharma and back to natural uh, medicine. And these are all MDs. Many of them have lost their license because they came out against COVID. So there are doctors, and I have friends that are medical doctors all over the United States that are breaking out of the, the, the matrix and telling the truth. So yeah, as long I as they're not as long as they're not whispering in your ear, yeah, sure, John, we'll support it. And then, you know, publicly they're protecting themselves like Judas goats. But I, I get it. And I and I didn't mean to say every doctor uh, in the planet, but what I saw in the COVID scam with the majority of medical doctors caving, they're either grossly incompetent, which is dangerous, or they are complicit in the mass genocide operation that's going on. You know, we've got to be very careful around medical doctors and nurses in the allopathic system who are perpetrating it for their own enrichment. Um, but yes, there are always exceptions. And I hope I want to see that grow. You're more aware of maybe those who have broken away because this is they're attracted to you because they know the story and they know all this. Okay. Um, so wanted to um, talk about uh, the treatments. Are there? Uh, look, I know we can't trust everything. But we still try to look to the orthodox sort of, you know, peer-reviewed studies, real, really well-designed um, scientific clinical studies with human beings in the proper phases. Has anybody done, because um, I know it's hard to get funding because it's a natural product and they can't make money on it as a pharmaceutical company, but putting pharmaceutical companies aside, has anybody done and published uh, peer-reviewed journal articles on a legitimate, you know, placebo-controlled trial with Laetril, with vitamin B17? Yes, they have. And there's been, this is the, one of the most difficult parts. There is an absolute... Uh, negative connotation to try to do any of this. So uh, doctors have actually said it was a different compound. There was a Houston, a Houston study done in 2010 that proved that it helped treat seven different types of cancer, but they didn't call it Laetrile or B17. Here's one important thing that I want your audience to hear. The studies that are funded by Big Pharma about Laetrile all come out negative. The studies that sneak through, you know what I'm saying? If they're funded by big pharma, they come out that everybody died and everybody was cyanide poisoned. It's it's that cyanide poisoning lie that all your audience will hear is false. I eat uh, 40, I would eat apricot seeds right now on screen to prove that they're not gonna kill me, but it, 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 I start, it start mumbling my words, so I don't wanna do that. But Sloan Kettering did a study by Dr. Kanamatsu Segura in the 70s and he's in my dad's book, or he's in World Without Cancer, excuse me, in the middle of it in a photograph. And he found out that Laetrile worked. He was a famous doctor that Laetrile worked in the, in the prevention of metastases in my and rats uh, bred to, to grow tumors. And Ralph Moss, Dr. Ralph Moss was there at Sloan Kennery, and he made a movie called Second Opinion, the cover-up of Laetrile at Sloan Kennery. They proved without a shadow of a doubt it worked on cancer. They didn't like the results because Big Pharma had funded it. So they paid a million dollars in the 70s. A million dollars in the 70s was more money than anybody could spend to a doctor to come in and do another, the final study. And he proved that saline stopped cancer spread 
and Leitro was ineffective. But guess what happened? He switched them. So they 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 uh, took this doctor who was world famous as as being an amazing doctor and ruined his reputation. But at the place where they announced it to the world, a, a reporter famously asked Doctor Kenimitsu uh, uh, Segura, "Do you stick with your uh, all of your findings about Leitro that it really did prevent cancer from growing these rats?" And he said, "I stick." Awesome. Let's talk about the cyanide issue. Let's get it all out for transparency. The attack, like we've heard for years that apples, don't eat the apple seeds, those little black seeds, because they contain cyanide or some kind of art, some kind of uh, toxic, but the, the amount is so tiny, you'd have to eat bags of them in one day. Now, where did the issue of, <laughs> I know you're going to demonstrate, where did the, so is there cyanide, even in trace amounts, in apricot seeds like there are in apple in apple seeds okay uh, let, me, let me answer that question without, yeah what's uh, the story tell us the story cyanide at all in apple seeds or apricot seeds okay number one Just, good one i but that that could be seen as a lie if i don't follow up with saying a compound called amygdalin has four molecules two of glucose which cancer loves one of cyanide and one of benzaldehyde. Benzaldehyde and cyanide are both very poisonous if they were in gaseous form. What was the second one? What was the second one? Molecules of glucose, cyanide, and benzaldehyde. Ben, Ben, I want people to be able, my audience looks things up. Ben, benzaldehyde, wait. Benzaldehyde. Benzaldehyde, okay. Aldehyde. Very poisonous in a gas form. So, you go, what in the heck would anybody want to eat a compound that has cyanide and benzaldehyde in it for? It's, so I said is, it has no... Okay, is there any chance that your body, by digesting it, breaking it down, and with residual, sorry for the visual, gastrointestinal gas converted into a gas could be toxic to us in a, in a fart? Well, well they, uh, if it was, I, many, many people would long since be dead and I'd be killing people left and right. <laughs> True. Everybody, True. It's never yeah. come up as a clinical issue. Okay. No, Fair enough. Stories. A girl in Taiwan that ate too many apricot seeds got rushed to the hospital with an upset stomach and then died of cyanide poisoning. Every time we go to look those things up or research them, they, they're made up completely. Okay. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Yes, if you eat too many apricot seeds and your body's not used to it, in the breakdown uh, situation, you can make your stomach upset. You can make yourself very upset if you ate too many uh, apricot seeds, but you're not killing yourself with cyanide poisoning. You're just upsetting your stomach and your body just needs time to break it down. There's okay. an enzyme called beta glucosidase. That enzyme is what breaks apart amygdalin into cyanide and benzaldehyde. This is very important, Dr. Ruby. There's another enzyme called a rhodinase, which they call the protecting enzyme. So when, when uh, beta-glucosidase breaks apart amygdalin, where do you think in, a, in, in your body or my body the highest concentration of beta-glucosidase is found? Would you have a guess? The liver? Let me just make it in a cancer cell. God made it so the unlocking enzyme that breaks apart amygdalin is found primarily in cancer cells. In healthy cells, you don't find beta-glucosidase. You do find rhodinase. And rhodinase takes benzaldehyde and cyanide and breaks them down and makes them analgesic, makes them painkillers, and makes them into just water and things that are healthy for your body. It actually helps you use vitamin C even better. There's been studies 
of that. So when you that's ask very the other, interesting, very interesting. That's the me me mechanics of how it works. You ask about studies. There is studies in this little book right here that I'd be happy to provide to people. It's studies. You, you've got to send that to me. You've got to send that Absolutely. to me. If you're making it available to people, please send me a copy. Uh, I'll take anything you've got. And uh, if you're going to put them, uh, you know, accessible to the public, I, I will definitely help you get that word out. Um, this book, this book, I found, and I had talked to Ed Griffin. I uh, I found this from a customer that gave it to me. I'd never seen this before. And <laughs> we've got dueling risked, books. Yeah, I risked uh, putting my name on it because it says vitamin B17 therapy. It doesn't say this cures cancer. It just says this is vitamin therapy. Use it to help your immune system. Yeah. But uh, I basically just reprinted this book from the 70s that was done by the McNaughton Foundation. And all my research found, I put their name on here, but all my research found that they are out of business, that they're gone. So if okay. anybody associated with the McNaughton Foundation, please reach out to me. Send me a, an email at contact at rntstore.com. I err on the side of getting information out there. I would challenge any doctors to read this, look through it, and tell me what they think. Because it's like magical uh, information when I read it because it has all my dad's stuff put succinctly on the treatment. It even talks about what you should be looking for in people that are that are uh, being affected positively by laetrile therapy. It's, it's an amazing little book. And all we did was uh, make, make print, go to the local copy store, make prints and, and make them available on our website. So and I I'm going to say, yep. And I'm going to say, John, you couldn't, your this whole thing couldn't be more timely. Now that we have um, human genome scientists finding when they get Pfizer and Moderna vials and putting and doing the, G, the DNA sequencing, finding sequences in there that are not only causing cancers, but interfering with the body's natural ability to keep them at bay. So, you know, no sooner do you, you know, do you need something for prevention in the vitamin world that's been shown, you know, across a lot of different experts. So I really, um, I applaud you for what you're doing, John. We're gonna wrap up here. Before we say goodbye to you, because this has been a very special, you know, week uh, for you. Uh, you uh, if you wanna tell the story at the Reawaken Tour where we met, uh, you had a public uh, event, very brief. Uh, do you wanna tell people what it is? Because it's gonna happen on Saturday. But, uh, but tell them what you did at the Reawaken. We got about a minute before we. I met the love of my life in the back room in, at uh, uh, Ohio at the Canton, Ohio Clay Clark event. Uh, rush forward, I was one of the only people ever to trick Clay into allowing me to ask her to marry me on stage. I had about 13 seconds to, to do it. And I asked <laughs> her to marry me on stage in front of 6,500 people. That little clip went viral. And she is the CEO of AmpNews.us that was recently acquired by uh, by Awesome. Uh, company so they're spreading the news and she was in nutrition her whole life this saturday i get to marry the love of my life and combine our my six kids and her five to have 11 children all of them are going to be at the wedding i'm picking some up at the airport today and that's that's the story that we had so it was, well, it was it's been a fun story and we're going to get this word out there together we sure are john and th you know thank you so much for i know this was we squeezed this in this is a great week for you but you got to get back to your family have a beautiful wedding let's just recap for people the website and any er where else they can get these materials and of course the 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 apricot seeds three a day put them in your smoothies uh, uh, promo code ruby uh, it's our it's rncstore.com promo code ruby but website any other websites for that you want people to know or take the floor john last word 
it. There's 550 doctors on there that do uh, metabolic Say it again slower. Say it again slower. Cancerdoctor.com, not a website I run. It's a friend of mine. Uh, but also, I want to say up it to 10 seeds a day. That's 200 milligrams of amygdalin. My dad said five to 10. We tell everybody, start out slow, but that's just because we have to pass the muster with these controlling agencies. We're self-censoring. Okay. I ate 48 seeds a day. Don't recommend it to start with, but you can work up to that. Many people have wiped out their C just by eating 40 <laughs> to 50 seeds a day. We got to hide it. Don't be afraid. You Don't know what, John? John, your father is looking down at you and he's so happy and so proud of you. And he's going to be with you in love and your new, your beautiful new bride on Saturday. Congratulations. Thank you for being part of my world. We'll have you back again after you've recovered from your honeymoon and all the other excitement. So thanks again, John, for being with me. God bless. God bless you too. Have a great day. Well, thanks for being with me, everybody. This has been an incredible session. I'm going to continue to bring you natural health and allopathic, non-allopathic approaches, and you can make those decisions for yourself. But at least we're trying to do something and hedge off the evil forces against us. Please remember to follow me uh, on rumble.com forward slash Ruby for all of my shows, coffee chats, after talks, and also on social media, on Twitter, particularly in Telegram, where I break a lot of the great... Um, important medical information and education and news of the day that you can count on because it is truth in medicine. And for those of you who are following the vexatious, frivolous lawsuit filed against me for $25 million in fake defamation charges by the self-proclaimed inventor of the mRNA poison shots, Robert Malone, you can continue to support me at givesendgo.com forward slash protect Dr. Jane. That's protect Dr. Jane. We are still fighting this battle. He is dragging it out, and we have more news to come on it as soon as we uh, see what the judge's next steps will be as he tries to drag this thing out. Um, that's it for this edition of the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. Thanks again for being with me. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time. Don't forget coffee chats. Have a great night, everyone. Medical Disclaimer. The Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.